This is Rising Up with Sonali and I'm your host Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. The outsized media coverage of Gabby Petito's death in Wyoming has highlighted the public fixation on missing and murdered white women. Indigenous activists for years have been drawing attention to the disproportionate violence facing Indigenous women. In Wyoming alone, where Petito's remains were found, hundreds of Indigenous women have gone missing and were found to be murdered over the past decade. My guest is Teyana Viscara. She's a descendant of Pirotiwa Pueblo, Apache and European ancestry, and practices the ceremonial way of life as a prayer runner. She is the founder of Way of the Sacred Mountain, whose vision and work is engaged in the long-standing MMIW crisis through ongoing prayerful action. Welcome to the program, Teyana. Hello. So first, let's start with the uh, fact that the story of Gabby Petito is, of course, a disturbing story. It is one that has triggered an, and a lot of particularly women who have trauma of facing violence from men. Um, it has, you know, raised questions about that issue. But also, of course, it's a very common story, not just among you know, white women who are telegenic, like Gabby was, but among women of all different races. Um, do you feel that the media coverage of Gabby Petito has been terribly disproportionate, considering the many, many hundreds of, and thousands of missing and murdered indigenous women the nation over? Uh, absolutely. You know, from the time that uh, Gabby Petito um, story broke in the news media and her um, was missing on September 11th and when her body was found in Wyoming eight days later. The mass media coverage, there was over like five different agencies working um, on her case and it was uh, national media attention, uh, huge spotlight and I think from that time when she went missing to the time she was found in Wyoming, there has been since 2011 to, to, to current, there's been over 710 indigenous missing cases reported in that territory in Wyoming. And so it would be to say at the least that the inequities in media attention are, um, are very disproportionate. <laughs> and that can bring us to so many different um, ways of looking at it. I know for those of us in indigenous communities all around Turtle Island from Canada into here, it, there has been quite a bit of, um, of uh, trauma that has been created behind this um, attention. And, and it's really important to say that we did not feel that we want to discount the media coverage that happened for um, Gabby Petito and her family who's grieving. Anytime we have a woman or a daughter go missing, it's, it's sad and it's horrific in, in the sense that women endure violence across the board. But what's problematic about it is that we don't necessarily want less media attention for a young white 20 year old girl, but that we are 
we have been fighting for decades in 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 communities and surviving families and it's there's been countless um grassroots movements that have been going on for decades to amplify our voices to get um be, to become visible into the crisis that's happening with the ongoing violence against native women the missing the murdered indigenous women girls um our two spirit relatives all our relatives and our men included so sure it's this has created a bit of um a huge response <laughs> for all of us and um, wanting to have um, sensitivity to the family but also needing to point out these disparities so thank you for doing this and yeah. thank you for having me here it's an honor now um, well, some have pointed out that when um the cases of indigenous women or even for that matter black women women of color in general who are missing are raised in the media often there tends to be a negative um characterization by the media of their character of their background um there tends to be this heightened focus on you know what they might have engaged in any behavior they might have engaged in as if to suggest that that their uh whatever they might have suffered was the result of reckless endangerment of themselves and we don't see that when white women like Gabby Petito's cases are being covered in the media right they're often um you know they're often portrayed as very innocent right right yeah so we do need to discuss in a very transparent and open conversation the violent language um that is used in media which is stigmatized to shine so we're 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 amplifying our voices to to get the spotlight shined upon our our stories that of our missing girls and women um on and all our relatives and yet when the spotlight spotlight does come upon us it's is created in such a way that you know there is often references to drug um drug violent i mean drug use sex work gang violence um you know and oftentimes there's uh excuses for the perpetrator of the violence to maybe um you know minimize their accountability you know into it so there's misclassifications there's so many issues so yes the the media also plays into um discriminatory factors in the way that they um set the angle of how the light is is portrayed because they are literally um trying to shape the narrative and and um in a way that they they want to dismiss who we are and and the sad part is in that in that process um it 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 perpetuates um um this image of us in such a bad way and um it also oftentimes the content of media coverage centers on like reservation violence trying to make it appear that the only life that happens on reserve reservations it also um discounts the fact that um you know there's rural um, there's like that um we're not just on reservations but the urban population of natives is like 70% of of um natives so 
there's a huge intent to discriminate and in it it all plays back into the logic logic of elimin, uh, elimination the intent goes back to settler colonialism the in, the intent is to um to um amplify so we're talking about like if we're going to get into respectful truth telling and um where we articulate um the investigative historical accounts we need to talk about um what's going on in the past and the ongoing expressions of genocide that are found in the faces of our missing and our murdered women girls and relatives and so this isn't um this has been a long standing um historical um um expression that we you know that that talks about um how well if you talk about the logic of settler colonialism how um how um we were killed driven away romanticized um fenced in red white and eliminated as the original owners of the land so a lot of times i think we we um can easily um focus on race and that's an intent to create division and a superiority over one over the other the dominant culture but it's also fundamentally has to do with territory it has to do um with the need to uh, eliminate us completely so that they can um so a territory is established and then it's an ongoing structure and if you map historically what's happened from the beginning from frontier homicide of native people to what's going on now are missing and are murdered and indigenous relatives um this crisis that we're in um is literally an ongoing if you connect all these dots historically into the strategic tactics of what has led us to where we are now missing murdered indigenous women and relatives is literally an ongoing expression of that rooted in um settler colon right. colonialism so um it's an indiscriminate lust for power and greed and the need to take it all and when we're we're talking about Gabby Petito and we're talking about the media that has happened um it's kind of called the white women's syndrome as well where or the great white hope we can call it call it where this life that went missing this blonde-haired blue-eyed um kind of barbie doll that has been perpetuated um throughout history especially going like if you're talking about holding these ideologies up of superiority when you're talking about taking spaces it's not just land territory that um the dominant culture has pursued and taken but it's now it's our it's our media spaces when you're talking about spotlight there there there's territorialism there too you know my journey um and i'm i'm really just a, a baby in this there are women and, and um from canada all the way through um all over turtle island that have been doing this hard heavy lifting and work a grassroots movement to to draw attention to hold law enforcement agencies accountable to to do the research um to to establish and create databases because of 
the ongoing um, violence against our, our um, women and girls and relatives. And I've only been, uh, I went to, uh, I was in Los Angeles at City Hall and we had a vigil for Savannah LeFontaine Gray one, a young 22 year old um, uh, Sioux woman that um, was eight months pregnant who went missing. And eventually she was found murdered with her baby cut out of her in the Red Lake and and the problem and that for me inspired a, a, a lit a fire inside of me where there was a sense of urgency and there was a sense of needing to do something and i think when you're experiencing that kind of egregious horror amongst young women like that um it it, it really propelled and pushed um people to become more active and so all I'm saying is in doing this work over the last since then, almost four years now, on a daily basis, it became my life's work, it, along with so many other beautiful um, sisters and even our brothers have gotten involved and created that balance so that we can um, speak to the injustices. Um, Tiana, it's so interesting you just picking up on what you were saying earlier about the fact that there, you know, is this outsized coverage of, of, of a case like Gabby Petito. And at some point you have to wonder how much is, is enough uh, a, a news anchor from the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, Fox Station, KTVU, Frank Somerville, wanted to do a story about the fact that Gabby Petito's a case was getting far too much coverage and you know eclipsing the missing and murdered indigenous women's stories and he was suspended for even suggesting that his outlet um maybe focus a little bit less on her case and he's been suspended indefinitely now it's just really remarkable this is a you know straight white guy uh who's an, a news anchor just for questioning the amount of media coverage that her case received has not been indefinitely suspended. So there's this huge pressure in our media. And I'm wondering, you know, that sort of uh, the, the, the feeding frenzy from this young woman's case, this very tragic story of this young woman's case. Shouldn't we see that media coverage are also using her? She's just clickbait. Her case is just clickbait and a way for them to generate revenue, right? Well we all know um that the news media has um a lot of that is based on ratings right um and this story has caught fire and and and, and a lot of it again has has caught fire because it is intended to warp the mindset and also feed into the value of of the um of um, upholding the um, the value of this young white girl is so tragic. I I wanted, and it is tragic, but um, all loss of life is tragic. So we, I don't want to get into um, being dismissive that there is a loss there. But I I want to talk about a trend that I have been witnessing since. Um, doing this work and being committed to um, ongoing research, the work of it, the prayers, and and what what I've observed. I went to a human trafficking um, seminar or conference here, in and what I observed was 
I can see an encroachment. So as, as missing, murdered Indigenous women's and relatives movement is gaining traction and momentum, and we're starting to break in because the demands are so high. We have Interior Secretary Deb Haaland on the inside putting pressure. So there's pressure, there's pressure, pressure from the searches that are happening with our sister Lisa Yellowbird. There's pressure in, in um, the data that Anita Lekesi's work has done. There's pressure in grassroots organizers that are bringing the people together. So we're, our youth are bringing in pressure. And so there's also the connecting of the dots that if you make this invisible, this, this missing and murdered indigenous women's um, account of, of, um, of all of the murders that are happening. And because those murders tie into um, invested interests that, that um, extractive industries have. And then we have to talk about the man camps. And then we have to talk about territorialism. And we have to talk about all of the trauma that's been created through like the residential boarding schools and how that's created intergenerational trauma for us and internalized oppression. And so these issues then expose, they expose the horrors of, of um, what goes on in connection to missing murdered indigenous women. And so what I see is a trend in the media to take off and co-opt the work of missing murdered indigenous women and relatives and make it popularized so that it's kind of the new hip thing that's emerged that gets a lot of media attention. But now what do they have to do? They have to whitewash it, right? It's kind of always what happens, right? Something something has happened, the work, the labor, the hard work, the blood work of the people have risen together in a beautiful way. And now we're, we're breaking through because we're demanding, we're demanding and we're calling for action and, and, and we're, we're demanding change. And well, with that, that voice has to be silenced and snuffed out. And it is through media is the way that, that renders us invisible by highly amplifying, magnifying this one case and whitewashing the whole movement. I don't know if you noticed on People Magazine as well, there was like maybe 10 different women from all over the country saying, these women are missing in the US, what happened to them? Well, there's eight of them, right? But that really, that on the front of that magazine should have been the stories of, you know, Casera Stops Pretty Places, Ashley Loring Heavy Runner, um, Selena Not Afraid, um, Savannah LeFontaine, Misty Upram, um, um, Khadijah Brighton. Like, where are these stories? Where are they? And and if, if you look at the disparities in Montana, I think from the time she went missing to the time she her body was found, uh, Pito, Petito, there were like, I can't remember exactly now, forgive me. There was like three different cases of bodies found in uh, Montana. And, and I'm, and there was no, nowhere in the media is anyone getting attention. So yes, this, this disparity of media attention needs to be brought to the light in the same way that our residential um, children from the boarding schools, their graves are being unmasked because the truth has to come into the light. And it's the truth that will really, um, will set the story straight.
and will will put us on the right path and get the narrative out there so that justice right. can be served. Well, right? Tayana, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Is there a website or anything that you'd like to give out where people can find out more about we the We are actually here? under construction, okay. construction, wayofthesacredmountain.org. Um, the work that we do, um, prayerful actions, prayer runs, uh, and we also have the Red Teepee Healing Project. Uh, and that is a vision that makes um, it very visible and very present. So I wanna just also say one more thing before we close is for us, you know, missing murdered indigenous women and relatives, this is not just a social construct. This is not just a social um, movement. We are prayerful ceremonial people. This is prayerful action. And we know that it is it, this prayer that we're carrying for the missing murdered relatives, for the children of the residential schools, for our relatives gone missing. And it's, it's, um, it's the way that we are coming together in solidarity to amplify these, these voices that's going to um, trust in the creator to bring forward the truth. And, and create that spiritual unity that we need to have in order to move forward. So together we carry this prayer for our missing relatives. Today, together we are this prayer. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Really appreciate it, Tayana, and good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. I've been speaking with Tayana Viscara. She's a descendant of Pirotiwa, Pueblo, Apache, and a European ancestry. And she's the founder of Way of the Sacred Mountain. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com, by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.